Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. What do I always tell you when we when Yates plays this song coming in from break, Jay? That you're Nas? That I, I remember the original. Like, I remember when the original dropped. See, I just go back to when Key said he's Jay-Z, you said you're Nas, and you guys deem me as Ja Rule. You can make wow. me. Ja? You can make that, me. You can make wow. me. Wow. rap. I'm good. That's what they did to me. That, that's disrespectful, Jay. Uh, that that so, lets you know how your teammates really feel about you, bro. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Can't try to defend it. I didn't defend it. I just some songs. Yeah, that's that's all I said. I didn't defend anything. I said Key was going at you a little. He was doing a little thing. Doing his little thing. Who would CeCe be? Who would Chris Canty be? Go ahead, Max. Give him one. Hmm. Who is Chris Canty? I changed myself to Puffy. Don't fall for it, Max. I changed myself to Puffy. I call myself, you know, he called me Puffy. Yeah. You want to be Diddy? You 50? That's the eight say you'd be 50. 50 cents. Oh, I'll take 50. 50 cents. I'll take 50 cents. Well, we yeah. came in on the scene yeah. with the sm- the face mask and all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. yeah. yeah. Queens in the Bronx, we ain't got no problems. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's never <laughs> been a problem between <laughs> Queens and the Bronx. It's always yeah, been, no problems it's always with been the Queens and the Bronx. It's only like one of the best. That other borough, we don't have to talk about that. No, Queens and the Bronx, one of the best songs ever made was about beef between Queens and the Bronx. Come on, man. You're an executive producer, too. You got a whole series of stars. You you know the borough that the Bronx folks don't get along with. Don't yeah, start that. But now. but let's not pretend that KRS that the bridge is over is one of the best songs ever made. Oh period. no doubt, no. But that doubt. was about no beef doubt. between Queens yes. and the Bronx. I understand that, Max. But when I grew up in New York in the eighties, might be a different time from you. It really wasn't no beef. Like if you were from the Bronx, it was cool to go to Queens. Yeah. But you knew that there was that line that you couldn't cross. You couldn't go to that other borough. Yeah. But up, basically uptown, starting Harlem all the way up to the Bronx versus Brooklyn was the whole thing. Sneaky pick from yeah. uh, Pat Castello here, Chris Canty. He has called you Buster Rhymes. He said you Buster. Oh, by the way, that, Buster got Buster, Buster got an argument as as MC Goat. He's got a good argument as MC Goat. Yeah, and it's not yeah, made yeah. enough, as a matter of fact. Who would Dan right. Graziano be? That's this is Keyshawn J. Will and Max Are coming to you live air? from the Seaport. Brought to you by Patron Perfection. Starts with Patron and Dan Graziano. That whole here. conversation was on the air? I just thought you guys were, were BSing during a break or something. No? No. No, that's on the air. Canty's on the show today? Would you, Canty's on the show today. I, I, feel like I you am might on be, the show, Gras. You might yeah. be like Kid Leroy. You might be, yeah, Kid Leroy. That might be you. Sure. Yeah. You, did you get that Georgetown job yet? No, I did not. Damn. <laughs> I'm really pulling for you. What are you, Dan? Yeah. Are you? Not they were, so much. They were going to hire Aaron Rodgers, but he told them they had to have, like, Randall Cobb as an assistant, and they said no. <laughs> so, they're stuck again. <laughs> we stuck again. <laughs> what, do, you, do you expect to hear from him today? He's on McAfee Yeah, McAfee, today. right. McAfee finally got why him. Would, okay, pardon me. One second, Dan. <laughs> That's your why, who put this question on the rundown? <laughs> and why am I reading it out loud? It's announced. You are so you the know, anchor I'm man. Ron Burgundy. Anchor man because if you I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Stay classy, Ron San Diego. <laughs> what do you expect to hear from, uh, from Rogers today? Some crazy crap that doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I don't know. But do you expect to hear Rogers? the announcement? Is he going to say, yes, I'm going to be a Jet today? I thought I sent. I thought I asked everybody to stop asking me to predict Aaron Rodgers. I guess nobody, not everybody, got the memo. Look, I don't know. Like, I, he could announce that he's t- going to the Jets. He could announce that he's retiring. He could announce that he's spending the next month and a half on Venus. I don't know. It's Aaron Rodgers. He's a weirdo. Would you put it past him to come on the air today on McAfee and say, "I don't know what the big fuss is. Things happen in their own time." <laughs> like, I'm serious, right? Like, he could he could absolutely do that, yeah, and true. and no one would be surprised. Look, I think I think there's a 
better than 90% chance that he ends up on the New York Jets. And I think that's where this is all headed. I don't know why it's taking so long. Maybe he'll offer clarity on that. I doubt it. I find it more likely that he'll talk down to the whole world as he likes to and and act like he's smarter and more enlightened than everyone else because he drinks hallucinogenic tea and sits in the dark. I I think that's that's going to happen. Sounds like a good time. In terms of, it does sound like a good time. I wish I had the time to do it. Just doesn't necessarily enlighten you. But um, look, he... I think this is this is sort of inching toward a conclusion here, whether it comes today or not. I think it's a good sign that he's on McAfee, and maybe we'll get some clarity on this, but I am not going to sit here at 7 o'clock in the morning and try and predict what Aaron Rodgers is going to say six hours Guys, from I, for one, am just happy that McAfee finally landed the Aaron Rodgers interview. I was I know. wondering it was when nice he would finally, finally, patch, finally patch it up and, yeah. and got, got an interview. Like, what what kind yeah. of hallucinogenic, um, how do you say that word again? Hallucinogenic. Hallucinogenic, Jay? Hallucinogenic. I can't talk. I need another cup of coffee. You think it's like a lavender? You think it's like chamomile? What do you think, like English? It's muffin? ayahuasca. <laughs> That's what it is. See, I want like to I'm gonna try to get us back on track. I'm gonna try to get stuff. us back on track with a legitimate question. Graz, oh. operating with the Can't assumption that Aaron Rodgers does want to play football for the Jets yeah. and the Packers and New York are able to consummate a trade. Walk us through the mechanics on how this thing has to go as it pertains to the $58 million option bonus that's oh. in his contract fully guaranteed. That's interesting. I don't know. <laughs> I've been trying to get some clarity on that because my understanding is the Packers can't exercise the bonus because then they'd be hit with all the proration and effectively take a $99 million dead money cap hit. And then I thought the bonus would transfer to the Jets, which means they'd have to hold open $59 million in cap space until they could rework the contract. Somebody told me yesterday that's not true, that the, that the option bonus converts as soon as the trade happens, and so the Jets only have to have $16 million in cap space. Anyway, part of these conversations involve the contract because the money the Jets would be taking on is an incredibly high number that they may not be fully comfortable with. So whether that means reworking the contract in advance of the trade so that's not an option bonus anymore, and, and, it, and it calculates differently on the cap. Whether that means the Packers pick up some of the money, I think all those things have kind of been discussed. I'm not even sure they've been fully settled yet, but um, yeah, I, 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 I've had a hard time, Chris, getting clarity on how the option bonus would transfer. Like if the Jets took the contract as is, how much cap space they would have to have. I thought they were going to have to clear $59 million in cap space to get him, but as of yesterday, I was being told that's not necessarily the case. Wait, why wouldn't that be the case? Because the way it was explained to me, the option bonus triggers upon I'm him being sorry traded. I asked this question. Yeah. Now, I don't know whether that's an NFL rule or whether that's specifically delineated in his particular contract, uh-huh. but that was the answer I got yesterday from somebody I trust on cap stuff. I'm still, I'm still working on making it make sense. Mm-hmm. But I don't... The conclusion I came to yesterday was the Jets are not going to have to be $59 million under the cap in order to acquire him, uh, which is good because I'm not sure how they get there without gutting their team, although he seems to have ideas for how they could restock it. Dan, can, I'm, I'm going to put this out there, and um, I, I'm just starting to believe it more and more. And it, it's crazy, but I, I, I've learned to expect the unexpected when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. All right? So what chance— do you think that today at 1 o'clock on the Pat McAfee show, <laughs> we hear Aaron Rodgers retire? Because to me, that's a very Aaron Rodgers-like thing. I'm not, look, turn down 58 million sounds crazy, insane. Look, like, But like this guy would build up all this momentum. He would get guys yeah. paid mm-hmm. to only leave the game of football. I, I, I'm kind of, I'm, to a certain extent, I'm kind of with you in that I will say I don't think the chance is zero, right? Yes. But I think it's very small. 
I, my understanding, like I, Alan Lazard had other teams interested, right? Like if, if Alan Lazard was talking to the Kansas City Chiefs, right, and, and and he ends up going to the Jets, I'm not sure he makes that decision without having had a conversation with Aaron Rodgers, right? Are they going to pay him four years, forty four million dollars though? Like I'm Is that gonna, the deal he got offered? Well, I mean, look, it's. That that if that's the number, then that's an average that similar to what Jacoby Myers got from the Raiders. So that that seems to be the going rate at the top of this sort of so-so free agent wide receiver market. So yeah, so so is generous. So thank you. I like I like to be considered generous. It's one of my many great qualities. Um, <laughs> the uh, what were we talking about? Alan Lazard. So anyway, I I think Alan Lazard and Aaron Rodgers have have had conversations, and Aaron Rodgers has told Alan Lazard, "Yeah, I mean, we're good here. Go ahead, and I'll, I'll be right behind you." Um, Same thing you told Nathaniel Hackett when he went to Denver. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just finding common themes here, man. Wow. Wow. I'm just telling you, this guy gets people paid. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Talking with Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider on KJM. And, and Dan, <laughs> Dan, I got to ask you this. We talk a lot about the compensation for Rodgers and all of this. Yeah. What about the compensation going back to the Packers yeah. from the New York Jets in a trade? What does that look like? What are you hearing in terms of what the Jets would have to give up in order to get Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, again, that was still being discussed yesterday. I don't know that it's been finalized between the Jets and the Packers. I, I The Jets are not thrilled with the idea of giving up the 13th overall pick for a guy that might only be there a year or two. So I think they've been working to try and keep that out of the deal. Um, does that mean a one next year? Does it mean a bunch of twos? Like what? So I, I think it's picks. I think there's discussions about... Would the Packers help with the money, which could obviously increase the compensation from the Jets' end? And I think there's a chance there's another player or two going in one direction or another here. I mean, there could be another Packers player or two going to the Jets and and vice versa. So a lot of different parameters have been discussed. I'm not sure that they've settled on anything yet or where it ultimately will settle, but um, I think I think it's fair to characterize it as each side has an idea what it's going to take to get this done. And there are possibility. There are different avenues for getting there. All right, that is Dan Graziano, ladies and gentlemen. The generous Dan Graziano. My done? The generous Dan Graziano, <laughs> who it? can be seen on such hit shows as this. Justin, two p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Hey, Calvin Johnson was on there yesterday. He sure was. Yeah, he, was he was on our Megatron. show. He was on he this was show here yesterday. too. He was. Yeah. Yeah, I missed right. that. I was over in the other. Studio. You were doing the other show. I was on the other. Yeah, I was doing. Can't it. believe you cheat on us. There's side. another show. Different shows. All right. Thank you, Dan. As always. My pleasure. See you a little as bit later. Always. Has the power shifted in the NFC East? It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time so what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? 
Go visit your parents, hang out with friends and catch a movie. They're all solid options. But what about devoting time to yourself? Maybe taking up a personal hobby you've put off. With everything in your life that you handle, work, picking the kids up from school, running errands, you never really get enough me time. The best way to squeeze that time into your schedule is to first understand your own personal value and then make yourself a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Prioritizing mental health is an important part of my life. Let BetterHelp empower you to be the best version of yourself and guide you along the journey of becoming a better you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. So That was one of the best freestyles we've had call into the show, by the way. It wasn't a freestyle. He had that, he had that, he had that loaded, and it was, sure. it was, I appreciate it. Sure. I appreciate it. It was, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but. Aren't most freestyles kind of loaded? Like, yeah. So yeah, but but in, in the old days that used to mean something different. All right, listen. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'm with Max on this one, Jay. Yeah. Hey, so wait, you want to bring in Funk, Funk Master Flex, and you want to really go through it? Let's really do some <laughs> freestyles here. Then. <laughs> All right, the Dallas Cowboys, and this is I really need to know from you, Chris, because the NFL got so many players that a lot of times, even if it's sometimes a dude on your own team, and you're like, oh wait, they just paid him what? Damn, I thought I didn't know he was that good, but they're paying, you know, like they're, they're looking at the all twenty-two and breaking everything down. So when you hear a splashy name, right? Oh my God, look at that! And he moves teams. You have to ask yourself: Is he still the brand name, or is it just the brand name? Right? Dallas Cowboys acquired Stephon Gilmore from the Indianapolis Colts for a fifth-round pick. Sources told ESPN's Adam Schefter. Now, you see Cowboys, elite corner. Oh, is he? Chris, what is Gilmore right now? Well, he's not an elite corner, but he's a guy that's pretty damn good. He's not the defensive MVP that we saw in 2019, but he's a guy that you can rely on to be your second corner, to line up in man coverage and be able to lock down the opposing team's number two wide receiver. If you look at Stephon Gilmore Gilmore last year, he was 22nd in terms of passer rating allowed into his coverage. Now you say 22nd, you see, and that's all down the list, but that's pretty good, pretty respectable ranking. Only gave up two touchdowns yet last year into his coverage. And for a team in the Dallas Cowboys that runs the fifth most cover one, which is man coverage in the NFL, you need another guy that you can rely on opposite of Trevon Diggs, and Gilmore gives you that. Yeah, by the way, 22 is real good because 32 times two, every team you're going to have at least two corners. You're talking about 64. It's really 22 out of 64. You're in the upper third, give or take, of the league. But And, and, and Jay, this – like, uh, look at what the Eagles did when they got Bradbury from us from the Giants, right? So Tell me about he it. allows a guy like Slay to – you can gamble a little bit more. You can play a little, and you have a guy 
on the other side in Dallas who likes to take chances. In digs, right? In digs. Yes. And I, I, liked, I, hate, I hate this for the Giants. I like it for the Cowboys. Well, look, CeCe, it replaces Anthony Brown, right, who at times I felt like he was on an island last year. So when you look at it overall and some of the numbers, like, okay, two interceptions for Gilmore last year, 11 passes defended, 6-6 six, six total tackles in 16 games. Like, he's still like a top 15 cornerback in this league. So I, I think pairing him with Diggs ultimately helps that defense and allows him to take more chances for Diggs. Yeah, and you think about it from this perspective, Jay, that Dallas Cowboys pass rush, rushing coverage, work in tandem. Mm-hmm. Think about how many opportunities you're going to have for takeaways now that you have the gilly lock on the back end with Trevon Diggs. Like, you feel like there are going to be more opportunities for game-changing plays on the defensive side of the ball, and you got to know that Dan Quinn is excited about the versatility that Gilmore gives his defense. All of a sudden now you can line up in a lot of different looks. You can mix and match coverages. You can mix and match your cornerbacks based on the opposing team's personnel and which guy would be a better fit based on receiver skill set. So I, I like the addition, and it's the Dallas Cowboys making their strength that much stronger because it's not just a replacement for Anthony Brown. This is a clear and obvious upgrade. Mm. It's an upgrade. So what? So the question now is, given the fact that the Cowboys were quite good last year, Parsons gives it a different feel to me now, right? Like, oh, could they win a Super Bowl? Well, they got you know a guy who a lot of weeks he's the best player on the field on either team on their defense. Now they add this piece. Like, I look at the Eagles and everything they lost off the defense. Does this, and it was not that, you know, the, the Eagles and the Cowboys were competitive with each other. Does this put, at this moment, given the defections off the Eagles' defense, does this put the Cowboys in pole position, Chris? No. No, it doesn't. I, and I respect the, I respect the Dallas Cowboys. I, I think Michael Parsons is on the verge of being one of the best, if not the best, defensive player in all of football. But it's still the Philadelphia Eagles. You're talking about a group that had over 70 sacks last year. I mean, I get it. They're losing Javon Hargrave, but they're going to replace him with Jordan Luke, Jordan Davis. Howie Roseman, you know, foreshadowed that with the pick in the draft in the first round last year. I think they'll find a way to fill in the pieces. But they just signed back James Bradbury. We'll see what happens with C.J. Gardner-Johnson. But that is still really a really good defense, and it's going to be predicated off of their ability to generate pressure. I think they do that at a better clip, at a higher rate than the Dallas Cowboys do. So, CeCe, if the Eagles are number one for you in the NFC East, and now we have the addition of Darren Waller with the New York Giants, considering what the Giants are doing, is it a close race for second, or who would you give second to right now in that division? You're talking about overall? Overall. Yeah, I'm still going to roll with the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. I I don't want to be disrespectful to them, and I love what the Giants are building, but – I still have more confidence in Dak Prescott than Daniel Jones, and that's saying a lot coming off of a season where Dak led the league in interceptions Mm. and he had a couple of turnovers in the divisional round against the 49ers. It didn't look pretty, but I still believe in what the Dallas Cowboys are bringing to the party and their quarterback more so than what the New York Giants have. I'll tell you what, I, I barely for me, but I'll tell you what, Darren Waller, if he can stay on the field, that's going to be a fun thing to watch. The Giants. That's offense, a big if, so, Max. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no so, question. But if he can, you know, like look with the Lakers, can they make a run if AD can stay healthy? Right? Like, uh, come if, on, Max. This is different, Max. Wait, Darren AD Waller has missed twenty games. He, Darren Waller's played in twenty games over the last two years. So and he's on words, the wrong side more, of thirty. So pardon me, a little more than half the games. In other words, 
Don't dig, deep. Deep. don't dig yourself yeah. into that yeah, hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't keep digging. Don't, don't, don't keep digging, Come on, Come on, Max. Come on, Max. Same thing. One guy has a <laughs> championship, the other one doesn't. Stop it, I'm Max. Not, oh, oh, boy, you went to the don't championships. Tom Brady and Tampa. He went to the Super Bowl. Fine. If Waller could stay on the field. Daniel is a red zone target, and more than that, because they were pretty good in the red zone, but it's a, it's a guy who can move the chains. That was the real problem for the Giants. I love this for the Giants. I hate the fact that it took Kadarius Toney, who for whatever reason was on the outs with the coaching staff, um, but because he's going to wind up – he's projected to be wide receiver. Like, he, he's the X, right? Like, he's the number one receiver for the, for the Chiefs, at least wide receiver, but – and that's basically what it was traded for, right? The pick you got for Kadarius Tony, you flip into Darren Waller. But Waller is a hell of a player when healthy, and the NFC East just, to me, got tougher. All right, um, guys, Aaron Rodgers speaks today on, believe it or not, of all places, the Pat McAfee show. Huh. Who'd have thunk it? What will he actually say? I mean, he's got no choice. The Jets and Roger, I love it. Well, he has leverage. The Jets have leverage. They both have leverage, or no one has leverage. There's no option for either for the team or the player. Will he say it today? Will he just say, I'm going to the New York Jets? 888-SAY-ESPN-729-3776. KJM's presented by Progressive Insurance. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. If you're just not that in, then what are we doing here? I need a quarterback all in. Probably would have given him a deadline of, of Saturday, guys, because we're in a situation now, no Derek Carr now, no Jim Garoppolo. Jets management need this guy to be committed to not only them as an organization, but to those individual players. So when is he going to show up if he does come? Every hour that goes by here, there's a sense of urgency that Jets need an answer. But if it's this hard for you to make up your mind you want to do that, then I'm out. No, you're not, Greeny. Stop lying. Greeny's not out on Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers could string Greeny along for another month and then say, fine, but I need the keys to that apartment you exactly. promised. And Greeny would hand him over in a little gift wrap box. Please stop yeah, it, Mike. That's, that's cap from Greeny. No doubt about it, Kevin. <laughs> no that is doubt all about cap. it. That dude can't that wait to cap. get Aaron Rodgers. But that, that's where Aaron Rodgers has people, though. He has them in their bags of emotion. You know what I mean? Yep. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Chris Canty in for Key today. And Adam yo, yo. Schefter, his very self, ESPN senior NFL insider, host Shefty. of the Adam Schefter podcast, is with us right now. Good morning, what Adam. Up, Shefty? 
Good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing today on the first day of the new league year? Ah, where do you expect Aaron <laughs> Rodgers to play? All right. Listen, the producers sometimes put questions in here, Shefty. You don't have and, to follow them. And, and I automatically read them like Anchorman, like Will Smith and Anchorman. <laughs> But you, as the words are coming out of my mouth, all right, here it goes. Did you say like Will Smith? Smith? Will, what, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Smith. Oh, how could I make that mistake? Anyway, where do you expect Aaron Rodgers to play this season, Shefty? Well, he's playing for the New York Jets this season, assuming that the two sides can get a trade worked out. Again, I think this whole thing has gotten blown out of proportion to a certain extent. And maybe it's the way that Aaron Rodgers has handled it. I'm not sure. But number one... We were waiting for an answer from him that, yes, I want to play. But I think behind closed doors, he sent enough signals and had enough conversations with the Jets for them to recognize that they had a really good chance to acquire his services. Now, there are other issues. See, that's what I think has been lost in all of this, is that there are layers to this whole situation. Number one, he's got to make a decision that he does want to play, that he's all in, when as recently as last week, there was a thought of retirement. He met with the Jets. When he takes that meeting, he doesn't take that lightly, and that is a sign, the first sign, that he does want to play. So he takes the meeting and then wants to process everything, take some time before giving the Jets an official answer. We don't know if and when he's told them I'm in, but my sense is is that he's given them enough signs and signals over the course of the last week that he's going to play. On top of that, the Jets would have to work out a restructured contract for Aaron Rodgers to make sure that the cap, the situation uh, was such that the contract was resolved and that they could carry it the way they wanted to. And then you also have a situation, which I believe is still going on right now, in which the Jets and Packers have to work out a trade for one of the top players in NFL history, which the Green Bay Packers are going to say he's one of the top players in NFL history, and the Jets are going to say he's 39. Is he going to play just this year? He's got a $60 million cap number in Green Bay. That's a bonus to have you take it off your books. So there are a whole host of issues. This is not a simple I'm going to go play for the New York Jets and we're done situation. He's not a free agent. He's not an unrestricted free agent. He can't just sign a contract and the situation is over. There are layers to this. There are many layers to this. And so everybody's going through all the layers they have to to get to where they want. And by the way, even once Aaron Rodgers does show up on the Pat McAfee show today, and I'm going to guess he's going to say, yeah, I want to play for the Jets. There are still steps that they still have to go through before this whole thing is complete. Shefty, I want to zoom in on the trade compensation because you outlined the sliding scale, the Jets argument versus the Packers argument. What kind of compensation is Green Bay going to be looking for? What are we talking about in terms of the framework uh, and, and draft picks that would have to go back to the Packers or players that would have to go back to the Packers in order for them to agree to deal Aaron Rodgers? Green Bay is going to want an elite package of picks. I know that there were some conversations within that organization initially uh, that they felt they felt uh, that Aaron Rodgers should be worth something like Matthew Stafford was worth to the Rams. Now, if you're the New York Jets, would you want to give up what the Rams gave up for Matthew Stafford for a 39-year-old quarterback? No, but that's something that the Packers felt might be warranted. Okay, the Jets are of the mind again 
that you're taking $110 million in guaranteed money away from the Packers. Yes, there would be cap charges that they'd have to carry. But the Jets are of the mind, hey, if we go back in the day and look at what the Jets once traded for Brett Favre, it was a conditional fourth-round pick that could go up to a third or a second. And that was a fair trade. Now, the Packers want a one or multiple ones. The Jets want the Brett Favre trade. Where does it come in? That's up to the two sides to work out. My guess is it's probably somewhere smack in the middle, something that makes each side a little bit uncomfortable. But neither side wants to give in. And so here's the other situation. Hard to imagine, can't believe this would be the case, but what if Green Bay refuses to budge off its stance? And what if the Jets Mm. won't part ways with a first-round pick? That is another hang-up to this whole situation, right? There have been plenty of situations over time where there's a player and a team and the two sides can't agree and both sides move on, right? Now, here's the thing there. There really isn't another landing spot for Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers is playing this year, he's playing for the New York Jets or he's playing nowhere right now. That's what it seems like. That was going to be my follow-up question. Say one of these things actually holds up this deal that feels like it's close to being done. Do you, would Aaron Rodgers play, or do you think he would retire? If it was either between going back to Green Bay and playing or retiring, which he's one not, do you think he would choose? He's not playing quarterback in Green Bay this season. Jordan, Lo- Jordan Love is playing quarterback in Green Bay this season. That, that's been the case here all along. And so that's part of this. Like, Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, they're going through their own breakup, and it's time for that franchise to move forward. So – you say, well, okay, the Packers could hold on to their stance. Well, we're not going to trade Aaron Rodgers. And then the Jets could say, well, okay, well, then Aaron Rodgers is going back to you. Good luck carrying his money. Good luck with the situation with Jordan Love. Now Jordan Love wants to be traded. Like, it's a whole sticky, messy situation that I don't think anybody wants. And yet, if he So does, you have to sift through that. And yet, Adam, if he doesn't retire, talking to Adam Schefter here on KJM, um, and yet if he doesn't retire, he is under contract to the Packers. Right. So like right. if the deal with the Jets, I'm trying to think of who has the leverage here. It feels to me like actually no one, because if the deal with the Jets is scuttled somehow, he could just show up at camp like they got to pay or, him. Or he he doesn't have to retire. He can stay at home and he still gets paid. If they tell him to stay at home, he's still making that money. I don't think the Packers want to pay for nothing. I don't think the Jets don't want to have a quarterback. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers wants to be out either. Right. Like it seems to me everyone's talking about who has leverage. No one does. It's in everyone's best interest to get this done. What do you think of that analysis? Well, again, the Jets need him and want to move forward. The Packers really need to be rid of him. They really do. I mean, let's right. look at this honestly and realistically. Aaron Rodgers are like clarity. And so with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, how do you know that you know the two sides can't get a result? He says, you know what? I'm retiring. I'm done with this. Like, there are so many little layers to this, which is why there's not a quick answer. Max, you know how many texts I got from people from high school or camp back in the day? When are the Jets getting Rodgers? I can't take it anymore. <laughs> of course. <laughs> there's a whole complicated, layered, nuanced, nuanced situation to this that everybody is going through and has been going through. And I'd like to think that the Jets and Packers will be able to figure out a way to get this done and that the Jets and Aaron Rodgers can figure out a reworked contract and all these obstacles and impediments to a deal can get taken care of and cleaned up and the Packers get a package of compensation that they're comfortable with. 
the Jets surrender a package of compensation that they're comfortable with. Aaron Rodgers comes up with a rework contract that he's comfortable with. And everybody goes on with the 2023 season. And Howard Katz, the NFL schedule maker, can begin scheduling the Jets for Monday Night Football games. But it's not that simple, right? There are a whole lot of things to this that they've been going through and are continuing to go through. Adam, before uh, you get back to the phones, um, Lamar and the Ravens, where, where are we with yeah. this 26-year-old, non-exclusive franchise-tagged superstar who apparently no one wants, right? Like, where are Lamar and the Ravens? Well, today is the first day, officially, that Lamar Jackson can begin talking to and visiting other NFL teams at 4 o'clock Eastern today. And I love this because, you know, it's the start of free agency at 4 o'clock, and it's also really the end of free agency. The top players, most of them, are off the market. They've already negotiated their deals. They can sign them after 4 o'clock Eastern. And it used to be back in the day, once free agency began at that moment, woof, there was a rush to do deals. And now, really... Most of the top deals are all done. Lamar Jackson, that would be the one that'll just be out there. And the issue that he has, in my mind, is that a week ago, the Carolina Panthers had a real need of quarterback. Well, they traded up to number one and don't have a need of quarterback. A week ago, the Las Vegas Raiders had a need of quarterback. Well, they signed Jimmy Garoppolo. They don't have a need of quarterback. The New York Jets have had a need of quarterback. They are trying to get a deal done for and with Aaron Rodgers. And you would think that they'll be able to work it out. And then the New York Jets don't need a quarterback. So how many more places are there that have a need for a quarterback, that have the cap space to fit in, let's just call it $50 million for this year, that have double ones to give up, that have an owner that's willing to sign up, sign off on a contract, that would be close to the fully guaranteed contract that Lamar Jackson won. There are so many factors that factor into this that make it very difficult. And as great a player as Lamar Jackson is, as elite a quarterback as he is, the market, oddly enough, is not going to be robust for his services because many teams have filled their needs. Others are going to fill them in the draft once they take the other quarterbacks there in the first round. And so it's up to him to figure it out. And he's doing it on his own. He doesn't have an agent. So the agent hasn't been in Indianapolis at the Combine, meeting with teams, calling owners of other teams, at least not that I do. Maybe he has been doing this on the side. But I don't think teams would do that because they would be terrified of tampering chargers, especially after what the Dolphins went through last year. So I think he's limited in what he could do up until now, which I think further limits his position. And it puts him in a tough spot. He's an unbelievable quarterback. But he's in a challenging situation considering all the other circumstances. Thank you, Adam. As always, Adam Schefter, ladies and gentlemen, ESPN Senior NFL Insider. Appreciate it, Shefty. All right, Shefty. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Happy New Year. Will someone, happy New Year indeed, will someone offer Lamar Jackson a contract at 4 p.m. today? Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. 
With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Your small business keeps you on the go. Progressive Commercial Insurance keeps your policy within reach with their easy-to-use mobile app. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Guys, Lamar responds to reports about his contract offer. He tweeted out, 133 slash three years, fully guaranteed, but I need an agent. As of 4 p.m. Wednesday, teams are allowed to offer Lamar a contract. First of all, let me say before I even ask that that question. Yeah, Lamar, I still do believe you need an agent. And and by the way, Chris, Jay, if it were me, if I was advising him, I'd have told him to sign for $120 million a year and a half ago. So he's done better for himself than many of us – you know, uh, people with you know, who, who well wish him would have done for him. But yes, I think it would be in his best interest to have an agent. Doesn't mean he can't ha- he can't do well without one. As of 4 p.m. Wednesday, teams are allowed to offer Lamar a contract. But will a team offer him a contract, Chris? Whether you want to call it collusion or not, collusion is very difficult to to prove. And Shefty just went on a whole thing about how all these teams filled their quarterback needs. There's a 26-year-old superstar quarterback MVP guy who's on the market with no bidders. Get all the way out of here. Yeah, and that's the thing, Max. People don't like the term collusion because it's a legal term, and how could you ever prove it if there's no memo, there's no email, no smoking gun? But let's just imagine in a world where the owners meet quarterly that it's possible that they got into one of those closed-door meetings when they all got together and said, hey, guys, that Deshaun Watson contract, we're not doing that moving forward. And the test case for that is going to be Lamar Jackson. If we're being honest with ourselves, based on the resume and what we've seen from Lamar over the past five years, Lamar represents a clear and obvious upgrade for at least 20 NFL teams. So I get the argument about him not having an agent. I get the argument about his style of play. I get the argument about the injury history. But, guys, that shouldn't matter when it comes to a player of his ilk. He's a unanimous MVP. Ain't been but two of those in league history. The guy should have teams knocking his door down in order to get his services. But the reason why it's not happening the way that Lamar or any of us thought that it would play out based on the Ravens giving him the non-exclusive franchise tag is because owners are holding the line when it comes to not wanting to establish the precedent of guaranteed contracts. When you fully guarantee a contract, that means the owner has to write a check 
to be put in escrow for the full amount of that deal. That's what Jimmy Haslam did with the Deshaun Watson deal. He had to write a $230 million check when the contract was signed to be put in escrow. Owners don't want to do that. They don't become billionaires by making those kinds of deals and front-loading and giving people money. They don't. And so they don't want to go down that road. That's why Steve Bashotti was so vocal in the weeks following the Deshaun Watson trade to the Cleveland Browns. They don't want to establish that precedent, especially in an offseason where Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and Jalen Hurts are all first-time eligible for contract extensions. CC, you said they don't want to front the money, right? I mean, that's how guys become billionaires. You use the bank's money to make your money. You finance it over time. It's that simple. The reality, though, for Lamar is that if you don't get bidders on the market, and since they have you on a non-exclusive tag, you know, if you were an exclusive tag, well, you'll make like $47, $48 million in one season, but now on a non-exclusive tag, you make $32 million. Like, if you're Lamar Jackson, if that's the case and you can't get a bid, I wouldn't play. And I know that's going to sound absurd to people, CC. Wait, you're turning down $32 million in a single season? Yeah. I just got injured in back-to-back seasons, and even if you did give me a new O.C., like, I, what, what am I doing this for? Like, I'd rather conserve my body and know what I am at 27 to come back into this thing again instead of just going out and playing for what is nowhere close to my value. Do you agree with that, CC? Oh, absolutely, Jay. Sitting out a year and a half didn't hurt Deshaun Watson's value. Why should sitting out a season hurt Lamar Jackson's value? And he's not bringing the baggage of 24 civil suits to the new no organization else? that he would be playing for. You know, you so know I'm else? with you a thousand percent. It makes sense to sit out. And I get it. People are saying Lamar could never make up that $32.5 million. Yeah, that's true. But guess what? The Baltimore Ravens have no chance of being competitive in 2023 without Lamar Jackson showing up. And they can't continue to do business like that in perpetuity. So Lamar being willing to withhold services and sitting out is the only way he can force the conclusion that he's looking for, no, which is but, to get the largest financial guarantee that he possibly yeah, can. But, but guys, we know what else? As you guys are talking about this, of course he has to sit out because what are Burrow and, 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 and Herbert and Jalen Hurts getting ready to do? They're getting ready for, to, to, to wait back and see each one of them is going to want the other dude to jump first yep. because then the next guy is going to set it, the next guy is going to set it. Once that market's established... Lamar gets to be the last guy into that. So even if the owners toe the line, we're not going over $200 million, and, and it winds up, it's at least then you still narrowed the gap between you know whatever Kyler Murray got and Deshaun Watson got. And now Lamar can jump back in and teams would be much more comfortable bidding at that price. Like it behooves him to sit out if he doesn't get what he's looking for, 100%. New front runner for NBA MVP? Do we need to change the criteria for the award, Kijam? Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.